It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. The Locked On NBA Fantasy Minute is presented by Price Picks. Price Picks is the most fun you can have playing daily fantasy basketball and winning up to 25 times your money. Go to pricepicks.com slash locked on NBA and use the code locked on NBA for a first deposit match up to $100. We are very much in the thick of the fantasy basketball playoffs. You might be starting it this week, you might be already in it, it might be a week away. And at this point of the year, with only five weeks left in the entire regular season, Playing the schedule is the most important thing. So this week, the Minnesota Timberwolves and the Los Angeles Lakers play two games only. So any fringe players you have from those teams, even guys, yes, like Kyle Anderson replacing Kyle Anthony Towns, that's not worth it with two games on. You need to be stacking extra games and you need to be looking at the teams with four games. You need to be looking at teams with games early in the week and then switching them out for teams with more games later in the week. Get more games in, play the schedule, be cutthroat with injuries and get players in to get yourself success for fantasy basketball. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. This Locked On Podcast is brought to you by Home Chef. Now that the novelty of the new year has dwindled down, how are your resolutions coming? One of mine was to order less, take out, cook more at home. But I'll be honest, I haven't been consistent. That is until I found Home Chef. Home Chef provides fresh ingredients and chef-designed recipes conveniently delivered to your doorstep to simplify the cooking experience and without robbing you of the joy of putting a dish together yourself. I'm Pescatarian, and they cater to a variety of dietary needs. I had this super refreshing ginger sesame salmon, a beautiful trout dish, and a super comforting shrimp and vegetable orzo dish, all of which took me less than 30 minutes to put together. For a limited time right now, Home Chef is offering all of our listeners 18 free meals, plus free shipping on your first box, and Free dessert for life at homechef.com slash locked on. That's homechef.com slash locked on for 18 free meals and free dessert for life. Homechef.com slash locked on must be an active subscriber to receive free dessert. Don Wizards, your daily Washington Wizards podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to the Locked On Wizards Podcast. It's your host, The Real Ed Oliver. You can follow me on Twitter at EDT, triple O F L A double T. And we do have special guests at Mavs Draft on Twitter, NBA Draft expert Richard Stamen. And before we get started, I just want to thank you guys for making Locked On Wizards your first lesson every day. We are free and available wherever you get podcasts. This episode is also brought to you by Arcade One Up. Uh, Locked On is partnering with RK1 Up to give away three free NBA Jam Shack machines. Stay tuned for later in the show to learn how to enter. All right, so today we're going to get into AJ Griffin. Uh, we're going to see. Um, we're just going to talk with Mass Draft and see if there, if he thinks there's a possibility that AJ Griffin will drop the Big Ten. Is he a possibility for the Washington Wizards? But how are you feeling today, man? Hey, I'm excited. We're now one week away from the NBA draft, so all the speculation. 
it's around the corner to uh, coming into fruition. Yeah. Does it feel like Christmas for you? Honestly, the I think the draft season peaked around the combine. I, mm-hmm. I, uh, you know, I see too many takes where I'm like, wait, what? Like that makes me. I there are too many people who just started watching. And this is not like to to crap on anybody who's like just trying to learn. But like there are people who talk like they've been, you know, doing this stuff big, whatever, mm-hmm. forever. And, and then they're like, no, you're an idiot. You don't know what you're talking about. And I'm like, wait, what? <laughs> so that part really annoys me is this is the time when all those people come out. But I also do love it because this is the time where people actually finally care what I have to say. So I'm excited for that. We draft casuals. I, I, I'm not an expert by any means, but I think I'm above the casual level. I'll, I'll give myself a little bit of credit on that. But, yeah, no, it's, I don't know why anybody would argue with you, you know, if they haven't watched many of the games. Um, but A.J. Griffin, uh, quick profile here. He's about six foot six. went to Duke University, if anybody, you know, didn't watch him at all. Six foot six, 222 pounds, was a freshman this past year. Ten points a game, 3.9 rebounds per game, one assist per game. 49% from the field, and he shot 44.7% uh, percent from the three-point line. Uh, this season, which is really, really good. Yeah, he shot 40, yeah, 44.7% th- uh, th- percent from the three-point line. Uh, where do you have A.J. Griffin on your big board? Yeah, he's somebody who I'm not taking him out of my top 10. I have him currently number seven, probably the final spot I'll put him at. Mm-hmm. Okay. I know you have Benedict Matherin in front of him, which, you know, the consensus probably has Benedict behind him. But I, I love Benedict, so I, I don't have much of an argument there. Um, if the Wizards took him before, if AJ Griffin's still on the board and they took Benedict, I would not be upset with that at all. But um, with AJ Griffin, um, I know you just put out his shot chart as well. Um, what are some of his elite traits uh, for people who don't know who, who AJ Griffin is? Yeah, AJ Griffin's a really intriguing player. I think for the first two months of the season, we really didn't get to see the full version of himself came off a couple lower body injuries that had kept him out for a while to end high school. And he just, you know, I don't think he ever had surgery on anything. So there's good, that's good at least, but his shot was just elite. I mean, for most of the year, 50%, 49% from three, really good sample size, just shot everywhere from three. It wasn't like he was just hitting corner threes, just hitting top of the key threes. He was doing everything from three. And I think he's a good athlete getting some of that athleticism back following the injury. And I think a low-key trait for him is the ability to catch and drive uh, on spot-up attempts. So the whole spot-up portfolio, whether it's simply just catch and shoot, pump fake, dribble, take the shot, or drive off of those pump fakes, he can do a lot. Definitely. And where do you rank him on your big board of, of shooters Shooters in this class? He's top three uh, just because, I mean, somebody who shoots 50% in a role that translates perfectly to what he's going to do in the NBA is an off-ball player. And also in, you know, high major top team in the country. I mean, they went to the final four. They went to the championship game. It was a very translatable role. And I think that number, well, yes, will not shoot 47% or whatever it was from three in the NBA. He's still likely to have multiple seasons shooting 40% from three in the NBA. Definitely, yeah. As I alluded to on Twitter, um, if you follow Mavs Draft, he put out a shot chart of A.J. Griffin, and everywhere on the board basically was firing hot red. I mean, we talk about NBA Jam. It was like red across the whole board. I retweeted it this morning. Um, But the injuries, so do you see there's a possibility where he could fall to pick 10 with the Wizards? We did the ultimate mock draft on for Locked On, and he fell to pick 10 for the Wizards, 
and I was like, I can't pass up on him, you know, because he's really not supposed to be there at pick 10, in my opinion. But um, where, why do you see him – why do you see that there's a possibility that he could fall to pick 10? And I just feel like some of the buzz about him hasn't really been there like it was during the uh, later part of the college season. Yeah, and I'd argue almost that might be a good thing because that would probably mean his medicals are checking out. I think if you heard more about him being like, hey, A.J. Griffin's health is in question – uh, that might be more of a concern, but <clears throat> I think you're looking at for AJ Griffin, why he might be there at 10. Simply teams are going to go for the higher upside guys. Even though AJ Griffin should be one of those higher upside guys that teams are targeting. They're going to look at the Benedict Mather. It's the guy who can pass a lot more. Uh, I think is a better defender, but you know, AJ Griffin kind of struggled on the defensive end. Shaden Sharp is somebody who has super high athleticism, uh, high pro high upside mystery guy, Jalen Duran. I think it's just some of those high upside young young players. Even though AJ Griffin is very young, I think teams are going to look for those ultimate superstar upside players before the high end, either you know best shooter in the draft or just a star player. Definitely, I could see that there. But I do want to get to some more of your tweets about AJ Griffin. You talked about his passing and his ball handling. Uh, let's talk a little bit more about his offensive game. We'll get to the defense too. There have been some strong concerns about his defense, but before we do get to that this episode is brought to you by built bar i actually just got the built bar mud pie in the uh, mail as we speak this morning i got it um you know how our friends at bill are always coming out with amazing new flavors well this time bill has truly outdone themselves with their new mud pie flavor and for the first time ever built is introducing the new mud pie flavor in both mud pie bar and mud pie puff um, mud pie tastes really good. I already tried it. It was, it was really good. Um, if you're not convinced, luckily we save the best for last. It's actually good for you. No, really all built products are low calories, high protein and low sugar. Mud pie is packed with 16 grams of protein and only 150 calories and eight grams of sugar. It's like your mom baked the most deliciously creamy chocolate mud pie and wrapped it up just for you. What's great about mud pies built is that all their bars are made with collagen protein, which your body absorbs more efficiently and provides tons of health benefits. Eat something that tastes good and it's good for you. You're going to love the new Mud Pie Built Bar and Built Puff. Whether you need a snack for your workout, a late night treat, or just need to grab a quick bite, Built is the perfect protein bar and they taste better than a candy bar. Chocolate mousse, whipped cream, cookies and cream crumble. Stop drooling. Get to Built.com to order your, your box of Mud Pie bars and puffs now. You won't regret it. Go to built.com, use promo code LOCK15 and get 15% off your order. Use promo code LOCK15 for 15% off at built.com. We have an important favor to ask you. We put together a survey so we can learn more about listeners like you and make your favorite Locked On podcast even better. This is your opportunity to tell us what you like and don't like about Locked On podcasts. Go to lockedonpodcast.com slash survey right now to get started. It won't take very long, and everyone that completes a survey can qualify for a chance to win one of $10 to $100 master gift cards. To take our audience survey, go to LockedOnPodcast.com slash survey. Thanks for your help. Hi, I'm Jake from Locked On. There's a lot to say when buying a new home or car, but really the first words you want to say are, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. And trust me, as someone named Jake, that is a fact. That's the phrase that will help you feel good knowing that you have people who could help you find the right coverage for the things you want to protect. Insurance doesn't need to be complicated with a State Farm agent. With so many coverage options, it feels good knowing you can find what fits you because your situation is unique. 
And State Farm is there to help you feel supported with the coverage you need for your car, your home, and even boats, motorcycles, RVs, and other things that matter to you. And when you need ways to get help, don't yell or be angry because State Farm gives you options there too, in person or on the phone with your local agent or on statefarm.com or their award-winning app. State Farm lets you do things your way. So when you need help protecting the things that matter most, remember to say, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. All right, so I do want to get to the tweet and just ask about his playmaking. Um, So you put up a clip and you said his handle looks pretty good on this smooth play against Miami where he had a solid game. Um, and then you also said A.J. Griffin's passing is really underrated, especially on the move. One assist per game undersells his passing ability. So what were your thoughts on his playmaking ability? And is there any ball handling or one-on-one shot creation that he has that you think will translate to the NBA? Yeah, he and he's not the only person on this Duke team that this is uh, true about. But, you know, when you play five with five NBA players on any given time, on a floor in college, it's really hard to balance that. And I think AJ's passing is underrated. I think Mark Williams could have the same thing said about him. I mean, every single person you go down the line, if they were put with maybe just one other NBA prospect, their assist numbers probably skyrocket. So with AJ Griffin, it's a flash. He does have a nice inside out dribble that he can do when it goes low. He has a low handle. It's tight. He doesn't bring it in far, far in front of the defender, anything like that. Also has a couple moves to step back and, I just get to his spot on jump shots, but his passing is really nice too, because even though he does do some jump passes and whatnot, it's not ideal. He still knows. I think you can see the pattern. He sees, you can see what he sees. And sometimes you do have to jump to get to certain spots. You can't make every pass on the ground. Uh, Would you like to see it cut a little bit? Yes. But ultimately the, the jump passes, I don't really worry about. His vision is strong. Again, coming out of those catch and drives, he sees, Mark Williams under the rim, he knows how to get to him. He sees Paolo spotting up for three, he knows how to get to him. And I think that's a really special combination to work with as a foundation of playmaking upside. Yeah, it was definitely intriguing. Like you like you talked about earlier, he had three or four NBA players on the team. You know, Trevor Kills has to get his buckets. Paolo has to get his buckets. A lot of isolation plays for Paolo are um, – I'm probably butchering his name, you know, a.k.a. Patrick Mahomes, and they had to get the ball to Wendell Moore. And Mark Williams has to get his baskets. And – I didn't even bring up Roach, you know, so um, Roach has really played really well. And um, he got a lot of shots in the final four and, and had some big games in, in the tournament. So um, I think that's that shows the upside of A.J. Griffin. Um, and I almost forgot to bring up the base on his shot. You know, it's it's very different. You know, his dad played in the NBA and he's an assistant coach. So I don't think his dad would allow him to you know, play ball with, you know, a funky shot base, to be honest. So what are your thoughts on his base? Do you think he should change it at all? Or do you think that's translatable to the, to the league? Well, my completely biased perspective, just like growing up having played basketball, like I like a shoulder to shoulder note, like maybe a little bit less. Uh, so his violates that by a lot. He definitely has the widest base. So obviously mm-hmm. I'm a little bit biased myself, but I do think, uh, you know, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Donovan Mitchell has a really wide base. It works for him. And I don't know. It's not like not a death wish. It's just really unconventional. And I wonder, will NBA teams be able to get him more easily, affect him more easily? I don't know. But uh, if it works, keep going with it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And as I said, like I said before, I I don't think his dad would, you know, I mean, who knows? And it's just the pedigree there. His dad is a coach. So once again, I I don't think his dad would allow him to have somewhat of a funky jumper, but um, 
the step backs. I saw a good amount of step backs. I saw he was able to create separation and shoot off the pull up. Um, do you see him be he, he could cap, he's capable of being a primary ball handler, or there are some times where you could call isolation for AJ Griffin? Yeah, that's the hope is that he can develop. I think with his playmaking, that he can develop and do it. He calls an ISO, and you trust what's about to happen. He's a straight line driver, so when you look at what he's going to do and getting to the rim, pretty limited. But in terms of perimeter creation, I think he can go left. He can dribble to his left to get to his spot. He can dribble right to his spot, go forward, immediately shift backwards. So you have a lot of versatility there. And again, just the handle, I think, on the perimeter is pretty clean. So I trust his ability to be an ISO scorer. The pick and roll scoring is going to be what really makes or breaks his uh, individual creation ability. Mm -hmm. Definitely, yeah. So I do want to get to his defense and uh, where do you see him athletically? Because I know he suffered some injuries in high school and then he suffered. Did, did he suffer any injuries in college at all? No, uh, for the most part, he had a clean bill of health. I think there were some minor, minor injuries, but it wasn't anything lingering. Right. And that's why I don't buy the stock of being too concerned about his injuries. I think his medicals, I don't, I don't know. I wouldn't be able to tell you because I haven't seen the medicals, but I don't really buy the stock into passing on him. Because of injuries, you know, compared to somebody like a Michael Porter Jr. for the Nuggets who had, you know, the back injury that was or bowl bowl, his his injury profile. Those are the injuries where I really was concerned about those guys. But um, I do want to get to to his defense. And I, I really do like his athletic build. Like He looks like a linebacker or a running back out there. And I feel like he's a very physical guy that can play through physicality. And he's he's had a couple of nice dunks, you know, he had a nice dunk against Carolina where. He had 27 points in that game where they beat Carolina the first time, 87 to 67. He's had a couple breakaway dunks, some dunks in the half court. So I don't really buy too much stock personally into passing him, passing up on him because of injuries in the past. But let's get to the defense, which which probably is the weakest part of his game. But before we do get to that, this episode is brought to you by Arcade One Up. Boom shakalaka. We have big news. The one, the only NBA Jam is back. RK1 up the leader in at home. Retro arcade games is not only bringing the best game ever back, but they made it bigger than ever with a wait for it. Shaq edition machine. People are obsessed with NBA Jam, and I'm thrilled to tell our listeners that you can once again play hoops with NBA legends in this arcade classic. I used to play NBA Jam all the time on Nintendo 64 and, 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 and arcades all the time back in the day. Um, I even played it a couple of times on, you know, PlayStation 3 when it came back out. But jump clear, you can jump clear across the court and set the ball on fire. And one of the first sports games ever to feature real and digitized NBA licensed teams. No fouls, no free throws, and no quarters required. Complete, compete with friends and family through all new Wi-Fi leaderboards, making you more connected than ever. Pre-order now from RK1Up.com. That's RK, the number one up.com for an estimated early September ship date. RK1UP is the place for fun. They've got even more classics like Golden Tee, Mortal Kombat, and many others starting at just $399. Check this out. They are giving away an NBA Jam Shack Edition to a locked-on listener. Enter for a chance to win a game console for your man cave at RK1UP.com slash locked on. That's RK, the number one, up.com slash locked on. you got until July 8th to enter to win NBA Jam Shack Edition console to win a NBA Jam Shack Edition console. Don't miss out. Enter today. Who are you going to play with? The NBA playoffs are right around the corner, and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama. 
Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, so let's get to the defensive side of the ball for A.J. Griffin. The Wizards were uh, 26th in defensive efficiency. Defense is something that they are looking for. Tommy Shepard has said it. Uh, Wes Unsell Jr. has said it as well. Um, What did you see from him defensively, and what are some concerns uh, from A.J. Griffin's defensive game? Yeah, I'll start with the concerns. I think it's very apparent on the defensive end that he had an injury history. He, you know, he, he just wasn't comfortable with some rotations. I think even just that kind of learning the game defensively he was behind on just because he missed some important growth lessons. Um, also, I think his recovery ability with athleticism was limited. I would see him stumble a little bit more and not be able to recover or just simply get beat and be out of the picture, which for somebody at his size, he has a seven foot wingspan and his athleticism overall, it's pretty unacceptable. So he had a lot of lapses, but you look at the strength and again, that length, in theory, it should keep him in plays one-on-one. And I, I personally think that if he could just, if teams are patient, if he can get some of that recovery ability back while learning the game, I think he, he has good upside just right now. He is very, very poor. I think you look at some of the way he look, navigates through screens, that he's had some flashes of that. So I think there's upside. How realistic is it? Unclear. Right, yeah. You see he's quicker on the offensive side, like you talked about earlier. His playmaking is better, and we've seen him get off the bounce or dribble off the bounce, you know, some between-the-leg moves and get to the basket. Um, So it is interesting. It could be because of the knee injury or the lower body injury. It's just like his feet are just slower on the offensive side of the ball – I mean, on the defensive side of the ball. So if he could use the quickness that he uses on the offensive side of the ball and use it on the defensive side of the ball, I do think he would definitely stay – within the top six as a, as a draft pick. Um, but those are definitely the concerns. I see some of the closeouts. He's a little slow to that. Um, do you see him being hunted? I've seen some scouts say that, you know, he's got that They would potentially, that he would be potentially hunted by some NBA teams. Yeah. Maybe in year one, but long-term, no, I don't think it's that much of an issue, but also a lot of rookies get hunted. So he's right. not, he's not an exclusive rookie for that. Right. Yeah. That totally makes sense. So, all right, so let's talk about the Wizards. How do you see him fitting on the Wizards team? Do you see him starting year one? I don't think I see him starting year one. Uh, this is a team that does need depth on the wings and more shooters. I mean, you can never have enough shooters, I think, first of all, around Bradley Beal. But you look at Kristaps Porzingis, something that makes his game glow is having more shooters around him. I mean, that was some of his best lineups were the pure shooting lineups with Dallas. So – I think yeah, the more shooters you get, the better. And also, Washington has a really good track record lately of developing players. A.J. Griffin is probably the highest upside player that they've gotten on their roster, I would say, um, that they would have right now. And to me, that screams just let him develop under Beal. Beal's an easy player to develop with. I like the fit. Definitely. Now, you might get some pushback when you said Wizards. the Wizards have done a good job Developing players, of course, fans don't agree with that. Um, but I think they've done a solid job. I just think, you know, when you keep picking at pick nine and pick 15 and 10, you're just, you're not going to get the juggernauts. Sure, they missed on, you know, the, maybe uh, Sadiq Bay and Halliburton and some other guys, Bones Highland, but 
I, you know, I, I agree with you. I think they've done a solid job of developing. Um, but as far as starting, I, I think he could. It would just really – because he's – I think – would you say he's more of a three or two or a four? Yeah, he's a probably a three. I would rather him be a two. I would say I can, I can see, as I was saying that I can see a path for him being a small ball four. Mm-hmm. I don't think that's a year one thing though. So year one, you're looking at just the two wing spots, two and three. Right. Yeah. I mean, he has a build of someone, you know, he's not as big as Grant Williams, but he does look like he could play football. So uh, he's not that small ball five kind of guy, but he is, he's a strong stocky guy. Now you said that he would come off the bench. So, if, if you were the Wizards coach, would you have KCP start at the three, or would you rather have A.J. Griffin, who's more of a natural three, start at that small four position, and Bradley Beal be at the two? Well, I I mean, I'm not huge on KCP, but, mm-hmm. I mean, he shot 39% last year from three. And I think, mm-hmm. you know, you just look at his fit with how he's already gotten chemistry with Bradley Beal and experience generally in the league. I think it's going to be him. If I was running it on, like, 2K, yeah, I'd put, I'd put A.J. Griffin <laughs> in the starting lineup. But also – Thing is, the Wizards are still trying to make the playoffs. Like, they're they have a serious core that could be a top potentially if everything goes right. Six, it's a very optimistic look, but six, seven, eight seed. So they're not going to start a rookie on the wings over KCP, somebody who has proven to be a winning player. Um, mm. For for me, I think that's what kind of just prevents Griffin from starting. Right. Okay. And um, where would you compare him to some of the Wizards guys? The the last three draft picks, Denny. Rui and Corey, where would you have him ranked among those guys? I I would first or second. I liked Rui a lot mm-hmm. coming into the NBA. So to one or the other on those, I'm just kind of using just the pre-draft. So not mm-hmm. using what we know now. Number two at the worst is AJ Griffin. Number three is definitely Denny. And I, I wasn't huge on Corey Kispert. I thought he was mm-hmm. good, but um, he's definitely the fourth best. Okay. Yeah, I, I would probably put AJ above all, all of them. Yeah, but I, I'm with you between him and Rui. Uh, but I, I'll probably have AJ first. So lastly here, if you had Dyson available, Dyson Daniels available at 10, Johnny Davis available at 10, who it looks like the was they had a workout with him and a uh, pre-draft interview. It sounds like they like Dyson a lot too because he ran so fast on the uh, two-minute drill. I don't know if you heard about that. Yep. Um, but which you don't want to take too much stock in. Um, if Dyson and Johnny are there at 10, uh, who would you take between those AJ Griffin? Well, I don't know. I, I don't for, for think the, for the Wizards. Yeah. I don't think it's Dyson Daniels. Uh, mm-hmm. for me, I just, I know this could burn me. I'm very aware of it. I know it's tough to bet against <laughs> guys with high basketball IQs, but I just worry I'm looking at a bigger Jared Culver. There's a chance mm-hmm. that we're not, and I'm just an idiot, but, um, I, I don't know what to make of Dyson Daniels. I don't think he's super safe. I think the other two are safer in terms of skill set. I think AJ is kind of a risk because of health. But um, I know I know Dyson Daniels is what the first player since Aaron Holiday to do the two minute drill, right? right? Yeah. So that is impressive. But I would say, look, if you're worried about the health, you take it. You take Johnny Davis, no question. He is another guy that just fits what Washington's trying to do. I think you look at defense, playmaking, um, and creation. But ultimately, I think I swing for the fences. You're a team desperate in, in keeping your star. You want to develop a star for cheap, and A.J. Griffin's the chance to do it. I would recommend if you want to see the true star upside, go to YouTube, look up the highlights. They do a very good co- job of capturing it. Look up the highlights of the FIBA U19s, or excuse me, U16s in 2019. And A.J. Griffin was healthy back then, just looked like a whole different player in terms of athleticism, just easy pop. 
And I don't think it's unrealistic for him to get even 80% of that back. Right. Yeah. I've heard he's looked leaner. He's lost some weight. So he is trying to get back to that athleticism that you talked about. Um, so yeah, I, I like AJ a lot. I think if he's at pick 10, I think the wizards definitely should not pass up on that opportunity at all. But I uh, just want to thank you for coming on and talking about AJ Griffin. Uh, is there anything that you want to plug coming up? Yeah, just uh, where I'm going to be doing stuff with the Locked On Draft sh- NBA Draft Show on Thursday. Uh, and also next time, if uh, you know, I'll, I'll be wearing a wizard shirt instead of this map shirt. I don't know what I was thinking <laughs> with my wardrobe. Right. Yeah. If you're watching on YouTube, he's going to do the John Wall dance. He's not going to do the Dougie, but the John Wall, you know, fist bump. <laughs> oh, and then let, one more b- before you go. Who is a fair comparison? I, I know you don't like comparisons, but who's a fair comparison? No, I, I like comparisons for players right. I have comparisons to easily mm-hmm. and that I don't have to hunt for because so many of them are very difficult. But there's three levels of outcomes, I think, for him. One is a former wizard, so I got to be careful. But um, I'll start with him, and I think he's kind of the low end of what I expect and just a general production of a player, and that's Kelly Oubre. If he's terrible on defense, mm-hmm. um, I know Oubre actually wasn't terrible in Washington mm-hmm. on defense. He got a bad rap there, but um, just like, you know, he'll do some stuff, won't necessarily pop, but it has good tools. It's kind of a worst case scenario for him, I think, in a, in a ceiling outcome. The other mm-hmm. two are Andrew Wiggins, and, and that's really if the defense comes together. And then ultimately, if he hits his upside, he's a little bit more athletic, Chris Middleton, like maybe same mm-hmm. athleticism. Uh, just, you know, I buy the passing and playmaking. I think he'll be a fine defender and can score. Okay. Yeah, so that's intriguing. Andrew Wiggins is super athletic and has been playing very well in the NBA Finals. Kelly Oubre, I guess that is worst case scenario. Not a bad player, but just the IQ sometimes was a little off here with the Wizards. Um, so, but once again, I just want to thank you for coming on. And uh, thank you guys for making Locked On Wizards your first listen every day. The first picks of the Ultimate NBA Mock Draft have been made. Search now for Ultimate NBA Mock Draft and get over 50 insiders. Odyssey Sports Experts, the Draft Experts, and Locked on NBA Big Board. The five-episode Ultimate NBA Mock Draft is underway. Make Ultimate NBA Mock Draft your second listen today. Thank you, for, thank you guys for listening, and hail to the Wizards. Peace. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.